growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Okay, beauty bosses. So we are back with another fantastic interview for this podcast episode. And today I'm talking to Jamie Stone and I'm going to read her bio and you want to grab some pen and paper because we are going to be talking about the three top tips for getting your blog out and getting your social media seen. So I know all of you are like, how do I get those things done? Jamie has your tips, but let me start with her bio. So she is a former beauty and fashion publicist and a social media expert turned blogger. So this is your girl. She is the expert on this stuff, okay? After years of working on the PR and marketing side of the beauty industry, Jamie took her inside knowledge and started honestlyjamie.com. So where she used her background to decipher between which products really work and what just made marketing magic all of which readers truly value. So basically she's going behind the scenes and giving you inside scoop on what is the real deal on products and beauty and all of that. Honestly, Jamie is a daily dose of beauty, lifestyle, fashion, and pop culture with a little sarcasm mixed in. Yay, I love that. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. First of all, I just want to tease for the listeners of the podcast, Jamie has an exciting giveaway. So you want to make sure you listen to the end for how you can win some of her favorite products. But we're just teasing that for now. And we'll tell you at the end how you can win it. So you definitely want to listen all the way to the end of this episode. But let's just jump into the top three blog and and social media tips and give us a little bit of background. I mean, we heard your bio and how you got started. And it sounded like blogging was the main way. You want to tell us a little bit about your story? Sure. Yeah. I started out actually doing traditional beauty PR in New York City. I grew up in New York and I got tasked basically with working with bloggers around 2006 when blogs first became a thing. And I found that the more research I was doing into blogs and bloggers, I was like, this sounds really fun. And like, I've always loved writing and I love beauty. And so this seems like a great fit. And so I started my blog in 2006, just after work on the side for fun. And it's grown slowly but surely over the years. And, you know, it really helped being kind of an early adapter to that blogging world, obviously, making contacts and connections and just kind of credibility establishment. So yeah, I mean, that's that's how the blog got started. And then I also, my main source of income is my marketing business, which is social media, content creation, strategy, influencer relations, all kinds of stuff for different brands. Yeah. And it's, I love that you said that you got started, you know, right when it was hot, because I always say that speed wins in a lot of these things. If you can be the first to the platform, if you can be the first to market in your area with a certain service, then people know you for that thing. 
And you get in before you might have known, you probably know the blue ocean or the idea of, you know, blue ocean, red ocean, which is the idea of for the listeners that, you know, it's before the sharks get in and it becomes a red ocean, right? Filled with blood. But like the idea is you got in first. And the hard part about that is then you have to like learn by trial and error. But the great thing is you build fast. Yeah. I mean, I think we've seen that most recently with TikTok. I really, I'm like, I don't have a lot of regrets, but I do regret not fully adapting to that. I think as soon as I really should have. And and to be honest, COVID had a lot to do with that. I was just not really in the mindset at that time for content creation because the world was falling apart. But yeah, I mean, we're seeing a lot of the TikTok creators that have been on the platform since day one, they have, you know, all the engagement, all the followers. And now it's sort of, I mean, it's definitely still easier than Instagram to grow a following, but it is harder in the sense like your all your videos used to get pushed to the for you page. And that just isn't the case anymore on TikTok. So yeah, there is something to be said about being first and trying it out. Doesn't mean you have to stick with it if you don't like it. But yeah, I think, you know, jumping in kind of, I guess, toes first always helps. Yeah. And even like, if you look at Clubhouse, that was the same type of thing. It had that peak where early on the people that were all in, you know, were able to build a fast following, were able to monetize quickly, but you have to also have the kind of infrastructure to allow you to do that, right? You know, you can't abandon your business and say, I'm just going to go on this social platform all day long. You have to have like a team, like there's some parts that need to happen before that, but definitely being aware of the platform. But, you know, these things aren't done. Like blogs are still popular. And the biggest thing is, I know you're going to talk about it, is SEO. And of course, socials is not going anywhere. So what are, bringing us to present day, what are some of the lessons that you learned or tips that you have developed from that? Yeah. I mean, like you said, I I think SEO is something that I wish I had done right away. And I mean, it really honestly was, I don't even know if it was really like fully a thing that people were doing back then. I mean, I know like businesses were doing it, but I don't think blogs were. And now I do have an SEO person that I work with on a very small scale and it really helps a lot. It just, you want to be able to establish yourself higher in that ranking. And it also comes with time because I've had my blog for so long. I do have a higher ranking than somebody even with a similar following who just started. So yeah, I mean, I think investing in SEO is definitely a good tip. You can find pretty affordable people, you know, on all the different Fiverr, all the different sites that have like freelancers and stuff like that, or just, you know, get a referral from a friend or a colleague. That was one regret. I do wish I had started that a little bit earlier because I think it would have helped me in the long run, but it's never too late because it does help now. Yeah. I mean, I think that is the kind of thing where if you don't have a million followers on Instagram, that helps you get known and seen just from organic search. Yeah. And you're saying to then, if I'm understanding this correct, and if not, fix it for me, correct me on it. But I think you're saying that using a site like Fiverr, where you can get, you know, people that are low cost, five, 10, $15 to do like a small task, maybe rank the blog with keywords to help you get searched. Or are you saying have them try to get backlinks for the blog? Well, so I mean, this is not my area of expertise by any means, but the stuff that I have done is I hired like an ongoing monthly retainer. The company is called Influencers SEO, and she works specifically with bloggers. And she has different like scales of partnerships, like very involved to like what I'm doing, which is just very small. And she goes in and she basically takes like, I think it's like eight blog posts a month and just like fixes it for SEO. She optimizes it is what it's called. I I don't know exactly what that means because again, this is not my area of expertise, but I know that I have seen traffic growth since she has started doing that. It really helps. Yeah. Okay. So that's tip number one is look for someone that can optimize your SEO. 
Maybe do a little research on what that means so that you can ask the right questions, right? Because you don't want to hire somebody and they're like, oh yeah, I'll optimize your SEO or your your blog, you know, for SEO. And then you're like, this is, I'm not seeing any difference. And I know that SEO does take some time, right? It does. does, It is more of like a long-term, long game strategy, but definitely big payoffs when, when you're coming up higher in the search engine. Absolutely. Yeah. And to your point, yes, it did take a few months before I saw like some traffic growth, but like it's a slow build kind of like a lot of stuff. And it's just, it definitely has paid off and maybe Fiverr is not the right site for it. I would say probably better off like asking, you know, a friend for a referral, that kind of stuff. But right. So maybe if you want to just start with one blog to see how it works. And then, you know, if you have a limited budget to kind of get your toe, really just dipping your toe in the water. And then if you want to like hire somebody full on to take it over, it sounds like. Awesome. Okay. Moving on. What's the second tip for getting that blog out there? I think well, you know, having a unique voice is something that people, I think, kind of just undervalue. There are so many influencers and so many blogs in this space at this point that if you're not bringing something unique to the table, your stuff is probably just going to get lost in the sauce. So I think finding something different, unique that you can play up. And I mean, a few examples would be that I thought were brilliant. Like when Target influencers started becoming a thing, there's one Instagram, I think they have a blog, but I'm not sure. It's called Target is everything or something like that. Well, there's a million of them if you just type it in Instagram and and all they talk about is is Target. So they go to Target, they find all of the cool like fashiony kind of finds and they post about that. I'm like, "Okay, that's unique. People want to follow that." So you have to find some kind of niche where you're different. If you're just going to be like another beauty blogger or another fashion blogger, you know, I mean, you can try it. Maybe you'll get lucky, but I just think it's difficult at this point unless you have some kind of unique POV. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love First of all, I love me some Target. Yeah. That's what we that's what we used to call it when we wanted to be bougie and didn't want people to know that we were going. And that was before Target was cool. Now yeah. Target is really cool. And you know, you can find like some amazing finds there. So you're saying have a unique voice and a unique point of view, have something that you're maybe specialized. And I think that's what's common is that people don't want to niche down. And I would say that's probably even in business, right? They right. want to serve everybody. They want to talk about everything and thinking that that will attract more people. And it's really what you just said, the more specialized you can become, the more really unique and honed in on your message, the better. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's that's totally speaking my love language. I love <laughs> all marketing messaging and geek out on all that stuff. Okay. Awesome. Take us to number three. Number three, I would say be consistent. And that's something that I personally need to work on because I've been pretty terrible with my consistency lately. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You know, I think readers start to expect to see your content, however, you're setting your schedule and, you know, try to be realistic. Like I used to do five days a week. I think when I kind of going through like a little bit of a relaunch ish thing right now, I might just set it to three days a week just to be more realistic with my time. But whatever you set, like, stick to it. You know, it's really blogging three days a week. I was doing five for years. Whoa. Yeah. That's major. Listen, that takes time. That takes a lot of not only thought and preparation. I mean, not only the thought and preparation, but the time to sit down and actually, you know, put it all out. So, wow, that is major. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but three times a week is still very good. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you just have to be realistic and set that goal and then stick to it. You know, with my podcast, uh, my podcast is called Little Too Much with Jamie Stone. 
I set a rule. I was like, I'm going to have an episode every Thursday. Like there are some weeks when I'm like, I have nothing to talk about, but I figure it out. You know, (laughs) you just, you try to stick to it because I think if you start flaking out on these deadlines, the audience starts to go, oh, well, I can't, well, maybe I'll stop checking it every day, or maybe I'll stop listening because it's just not always there, you know? So I think consistency is really important. And also on social media, it's important as well for the algorithm. Yeah. We put this out weekly. But I'll say that there have been times that I've fallen behind. Interesting thing is that we actually batch a lot of times. And so we are, you know, this won't come out for a month or two. And so we have a lot that's in the pipeline. It's just taking the time to listen to what the editor produced, read over the show notes. This is where team helps, right? Yep. So now what would you say to like the beauty business owner that is just like, I don't know if I can blog you know, maybe three times a week. Is it enough to just do it once a week? Is that enough? Or just don't maybe put your effort into something else then? No, I mean, I think a lot of businesses are doing weekly posts. And I actually just had a call the other day with a potential client. It's a skincare brand that was like, okay, we're thinking once a week. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you can make it work. The more content, the better, because again, like SEO, it helps all of that. But if you can commit to once a week, I think that's fine too. It just you have to make it clear like to the audience, okay, like there is going to be a post once a week, every Monday or whatever it may be. So then they know to come back and check for it. But yeah, I mean, I think it could be a small effort or it could be a big effort just depending on your, you know, your bandwidth essentially. Yeah. And did you dive into vlogs? Cause I know a lot of people said, oh, I'm not so great with maybe the written word, but I can jump on video, make a video and then post that on the website and have like some show notes from it that that would get some SEO. Did you ever jump into any of the vlogging or any of that? So I did. I have a YouTube channel. All the videos are still up there. I have not posted in probably three years. But Uh, yeah, you know, I I like talking about this because I feel like it's a good example of like, how you don't have to be doing everything. I enjoy being on camera. What I don't enjoy is the like producer part of it, like coming up with the segment ideas and then like producing the actual video and the filming at the B-roll and all of that. And so a few years ago, I did hire someone and he was amazing. He like served as a videographer and a producer. His name is Chase. He's so talented, but I wasn't making any money. I did it for maybe a year or two. And I mean, it was, I was paying him obviously. And so I, I kind of felt like I hadn't seen much growth. I had these beautifully produced videos that I mean, look gorgeous and sound great, but for me, it was just not really worth the investment. And I started putting more of my time you know, into Instagram and was able to grow my following on there for a lot less money, <laughs> if yeah. not any money. You know, I think it's a good lesson in it's good to try every platform, but then, you know, reassess after some time has gone by and say, okay, like I like this, but I don't know if I want to like focus all of my energy here. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. Like finding what platform works for you and what you're actually getting a return on investment. Right. I have a friend and she started a YouTube. It's funny because she started a YouTube, her YouTube channel in like 2016. And that's important because it wasn't too long ago. That's the point. And I was thinking about starting my YouTube channel at the same time, but you know, you got busy other projects, things like that. And I've really seen it take off for her store. So if you have a way of monetizing it, you know, right away, and that's been great for her, but you know, her social hasn't taken off. And so it's one of those things like, you know, the expression is like the grass is greenest where you water it. And also what you feel like is like working for you. So you do it, you evaluate, is this bringing me what I want? Or is this just not, you know, the platform that's for me right now? And then you move on. So I love that you did it. And here's the thing, you still have all those videos that continue to be seen. 
Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It serves as a portfolio, if anything. So if, you know, something came up where someone wanted to hire me to be on camera, I could say, well, here's all of my stuff. You can take a look at it. Yeah. There's no reason to delete stuff. I think that's actually a good tip too, is a lot of people feel like, oh, if I'm not constantly updating this, that I should just delete it altogether. It's like, well, if the content's good, you should just leave it, just leave it there. It's not going to yeah. do any harm. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. It's terrible, maybe deleted, but you know, you can make that decision. Yeah, absolutely. And so we were talking about then how to promote the blog, possibly on social, or what are some ways to get it out there? Because I think that's the other thing is a lot of times people create it and then it sits there. It's like a website. Nobody knows it's there right. unless you, you know, tell people. Yeah. I think all the stuff we've talked about kind of cohesively works together for that. Like SEO along with email newsletter marketing, which has been up and coming for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, maybe even more. But I think a lot of bloggers, including myself now are really relying on those email newsletters to get the word out because sometimes it's hard. Like you'll put up a new blog post and unless somebody's checking the site every day, they might not, you know, or they forget or whatever. So you can set up your newsletter so that whenever you have a new post to your website, it automatically gets sent out to your subscribers. And then you also have their email address so you can send them all different kinds of stuff. Exclusive content is always a good idea too, to get people to subscribe, to say like, okay, you know, if you subscribe to my email newsletter, I'll give you five of my favorite whatevers, you know, things like that. You know, I think, so that really helps promoting the blog post, the email. Also on social media, like you said, I think making sure that you put it on stories, put it on Twitter, put it on your Facebook page, just really blast it out to all the channels that you're on and in various forms. Sometimes I will schedule a blog post on a Tuesday and then I'll promote it on Twitter on a Wednesday and a Friday just to kind of like reiterate that post. And maybe somebody didn't see it the first time. So you kind of have to play with it a little bit and see like what works for your audience. But I think, yeah, I think it's a lot. I've noticed a lot of bloggers are not posting their content on Twitter anymore. And I think it's a huge miss. Like if you're, Mm. if you have a Twitter account, you should be posting on there. Like, again, it takes two seconds. It's not hurting anybody. You just put it out there. Yeah. It's kind of like Gary V style of like chopping it up and repurposing it. Yep. I have a colleague or a girl that I follow that she also, her email is basically just what her blog is. It's kind of in story form, you know, and then there is a click here to read the rest on her email to go to her blog. And then I'm assuming that because I don't follow her on social, but I'm assuming that she probably puts the same type of quotes or hooks and things like that on her social media. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you really, it, it's hard because you're so focused on the content for the blog that you sometimes forget that you have to actually push it out. So what um, tip that I actually do that people have you know found helpful is I keep everything in a Google doc and I actually have a column. Like, did you post this on Facebook? Did you post this on Instagram? So I like check off the box. So I remember that I actually do it. And then Pinterest too. Pinterest is really, I think, undervalued. It's essentially just an amazing search engine. And I'm always shocked, like I'll pin the most random image and all of a sudden I'll have like thousands of clicks to my website from Pinterest for like kind of no reason. So, you know, it takes two seconds to pin it. I'd say definitely don't forget about that. And are you saying that you take that graphic that you created for social and put it on Pinterest or you, I know it's different sizing, but, or are you creating something that is just for Pinterest? No, I pin the image right from my blog. Yeah. A lot of people do make separate ones and there's nothing wrong with that. I've just found like, I don't need to do that. I just do the direct image. Right. So that is going to be like the blog image that is maybe like the thumbnail for that. Maybe that's not even the right terminology. Well, it could be any image from the post. So you typically in one blog post, I'll have like maybe four or five images. So I'll pick like either all of them or the best ones, just kind of depending on what the topic is. Got it. And then it links back to your website blog. Love that. Love that. 
Yeah, I think, you know, definitely checklists. I mean, I have checklists for checklists. Great. Any other tips that you can think of in terms of, you know, SEO, blogging, anything like that, that would help the beauty business owners that you found helped your grow your business and career? I think those are probably the main ones. But if I had to say one more, I would say branding is super important. Make sure that everything is really cohesive and has like a look and a feel to it. And there are plenty of like free templates, probably even on Pinterest, if you, you know, searched up like how to create a branding book or things like that, or you can hire an expert too, but just depending on budget, you know? Yeah. I think having everything look really nice and like it matches and that it has like a style and aesthetic to it is super important nowadays. Like I've seen some ugly websites <laughs> and I'm always really surprised. Cause I'm like, guys, it's 2021. Like it's not that hard. Like you, yeah, you can, there's a lot, there's so many free resources. If you just spend the time researching a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I love that branding. You know, just like they say that, First impression, you know, that's how people are going to view your business. And so you want it to be nice and especially have a good online presence. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, Jamie, before we get into the giveaway details, tell them how they can find you, connect with you, all of those good things. So my podcast is called A Little Too Much with Jamie Stone. and It's on Apple, Spotify, all the things. My blog is honestlyjamie.com. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at it's Jamie Stone, I-T-S-J-A-M-I-E Stone. Got it. Okay, perfect. And we'll put all that in the show notes. So if you're listening and you're like out walking the dog or jogging or something, <laughs> check the show notes. But you're going to want to do that because that is part of the contest. The contest is to take a screenshot of yourself listening to it and then tag us on social. Instagram stories. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, great. And tell them that handle one more time. I-T-S-J-A-M-I-E Stone. It's Jamie Stone. It's Jamie Stone. Pretty straightforward there. You guys know, tag me, April Meese Inc., I-N-C. And then, so that is the giveaway. And then what is the juicy prize? So the prize is going to be a big box full of some of my latest favorite beauty products because I am a beauty blogger, as you know, and I have so many favorites and my apartment is overflowing right now. So I would like to share that with some people. Woo! That's some good stuff. I love beauty products. I'm like a beauty product junkie. I was an esthetician before I was a permanent makeup artist. And so, yeah, I love just trying things. It's fun just to, you know, I have a girlfriend that's like, I won't try anything because she's afraid of, you know, she has her routine, Uh but me, I'm like, nope, give it to me. I want to try new things. So definitely guys, you want to do that. And then we will connect with you. We'll pick a winner. We'll announce a winner and we will connect you with Jamie so that you can get that goodie box. Now, my favorite question to ask is before we wrap up the episode is what brings you joy? Oh, it's such a good question. I mean, I think it changes daily, but the overall, I think, really constant source of joy in my life is my nephew, Mark. He's 12. We talk almost every day on FaceTime. He's just like the love of my life. I love him so much. That is so awesome. I hear a lot of good things. I agree with you. Sometimes it changes. Sometimes you're like a big pot of coffee. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Some days you're just like a nice warm bed, but yeah, that is so good. And nephew, I'm sure he loves talking to you and how great that he can have somebody to connect with. You know, I think one of the things for teens just to have somebody other than their parents and their peers to, you know, talk and connect and bear their soul and just like kind of say, this is what's bothering me or, you know, just get some emotions out. So key in like the preteen to teen years. So shout out Mark. Love yeah. that. Love it. Love it. Okay. <laughs> he likes to awesome. make fun of me. Cause speaking of consistency earlier, like 
So uh, he always goes to my YouTube channel because at the top of the YouTube, it says new videos every Thursday and I haven't posted in like three years. So like, so every once in a while, he'd be like, okay, bye, Aunt Jamie. New video every Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's always like, you know, I have little ones. They're always like, they'll keep you at your word. You know, they'll be like, but you said, and you're like, why did I say it out loud? (laughs) Why couldn't I just think that? Note to self, keep that little thought in my head next time. (laughs) Yeah, good. That's great that you have such a good relationship. Well, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for sharing your wisdom. Great tips, guys. Don't forget, it's Jamie Stone. Take a little screenshot. We'll pick a winner the week after this comes out. Perfect. So when you hear it, you make sure you do that within, you want to do it immediately so that you're within the week of being qualified for the contest. And that's everything. Thank you so much again, Jamie, for your time. Thanks for having me. I had fun. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also, definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, Hugs and High Fives. See you next week.